Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. We are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Captain Jack, as Christmas always, Jack, yes. Jack, Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> there's always, dude. There's, there's something. There, I feel like Halloween and Christmas, I get the most Jack variations. Oh yeah, you get what is that? Yeah, Jack, uh, Jack like, Skeleton. Yep. Yep. Jack O'Lantern, I yep. think we pulled out. And then you get Jack Frost for the winter. Jack Frost. Jack, how are you, my friend? <sighs> I'm doing well. Doing Good. well, sir. Good. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited. I I it's it, it's Christmas time, right? My birthday was just a few weeks ago and I had a mm. dear friend, listener of the podcast. His name's Aaron. Really cool dude. He sent me he sent me some some birthday money. Because he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And with this money, I went on to McQueenPipes.com. And I picked myself up a a a long wizard wizard's pipe. This thing, I'm going to post some pictures on Instagram. It is gorgeous. This thing looks like it is straight out, straight out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Cherry wood, custom made. Like it's got like different coloring and dude, it is it is beautiful. So are you is it gonna come before Saturday? Before this, this dude, it's excursion? Here now. Oh, okay. Here we go. It's here, here now. Here we go, people. Yeah, I'm staring I have it like I'm staring at the box right now. Okay. Like I, I got home, grabbed the box off my porch, and then Skype and then uh, you know, and then we're recording. I haven't even been able to open it up yet. But I know, I know it's going to be gorgeous. Like I said, I'll post pictures on Instagram and stuff like that. But I am excited because I have, you know what? Late birthday presents, I want to hear from our listeners on this. Late birthday presents are the best birthday presents. Right? Yeah, for the most I mean, part. It just keeps, it like, it keeps the, it keeps the fun times rolling. Right? It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's right. I am never mad or upset <laughs> uh, when uh, I get a late a late birthday present or a late Christmas gift. Or you know what? 
I'm not mad when I get gifts at all. It doesn't matter. Yep. I just like gifts. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. That's 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 what I'm excited for right now. But Jack, people didn't call or people didn't tune in to listen to us bloviate about uh, birthday presents and and tobacco pipes. No, they called for the. Why do I keep saying called? I don't. I am so tired. They <laughs> they tuned in for the cigar reviews. That's what they tuned mm, in for. Maybe yes. Maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. But we'll so see. So Jack, before we hop into our our the next installment of our of our Advent series, mm-hmm. why don't you give us the reformatory cigar of the week? All right. So I talked to I Marco Josh and I said, Do you want extravagance or do we want a little bit more affordability, Josh? Josh uh, erred on affordability. Because I so, am a man of the people. Yes. I am a man of the people. I'm an everyday man. Let so, it be known. This cigar is from a very reputable source, by the way, too. Sinistro. This is the oh, yes. uh, Sinistro Last Cowboy Natural, and it was in the Bellicoso, or Torpedo, Vitola. So this very thing... Nice. Um, this thing... So it varies. I bought it at my local uh, brick and mortar here in the Tacoma area for seven twenty five, but you can get it online for like six fifty. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good price. Wrapper uh, is Connecticut Shade. Binder is Cameroon Ecuadorian. That's interesting. And then the filler is going to be Dominican, Nicaraguan, and even Peruvian tobaccos. Oh, there you go. So um, it's a little, I will say this, if you are somebody who is looking to just kind of dabble or even to kind of stick your toes into the water of cigar smoking, I would say this is a good first cigar to do that. The strength on it is pretty medium to almost kind of on the lighter side. Um. I would say this this pairs pretty well uh, with coffee for the most part. It has this weird kind of um, candela part of the wrapper, like right on the foot of the cigar. So you kind of get this minty kind of candela flavor right off the bat, uh, and then it kind of milds out. So you get a lot of lighter kind of flavors. More You get kind of like lighter peppery, cedar coffee, earthy kind of flavors. Um just very minor hints of honey and vanilla at times. So I would say it's a pretty there good we go. it's a pretty good starting uh cigar for people. But for seven twenty five for a Bellicoso, um, that's pretty good. There's another one that I was dabbling in that's a little bit more on the stronger side and we'll probably get that the next review. Nice. That's about the same pricing. So, yeah, we might have to do that when we're up. A uh, little little spoiler: we're gonna be up at mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna be up at uh, Tin Can. Yes. Tin Can Cigar Lounge. We're gonna go do some eps up there. Yeah. Uh, our good buddy Sean is having us up, and mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep. But all right. So, the Last Cowboy by Sinistro. You heard it here first, possibly for the first time. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Yes, sir. It's Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's happy Christmas. Christ- happy Christmas, happy- sir. 
Happy Christmas. Uh, I am super excited because uh, my local church just started an Advent season as well last Sunday. It was very Christmassy, mm-hmm. uh, singing the Christmas carols and uh, going out of Matthew is what we're doing. So we're taking uh, uh, all of December and then I believe actually the first Sunday in January, I believe, to round out Advent. Okay. Um, so I am super, super stoked about that. Looking forward to all of the... Uh, Christmas Eve service and then the Christmas Day service mm-hmm. because Christmas this year, Jack, yeah. is on the Lord's Day. Yes, it is. Isn't that exciting? It's interesting. We don't get that. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. We don't get that a whole lot. Um, yeah, and there's a there's a lot of uh, people online uh, giving their different opinions on whether or not you should cancel church or not, which yeah. to me, I mean, okay, to be fair, I don't know why you're canceling church. <laughs> on Christmas and the Lord. I can't think of a better way to celebrate Christmas than on the Lord's Day with like with my church folks. Um but you got some people who are uh who are very animated <laughs> animated about it one way or the other. Which <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think it's a Listen, I think if you do a Christmas Eve service, this is probably like my only comment on that I'm going to make on it. If you move your services to maybe Saturday, um, I don't know. I don't think that's like an anathema thing. I mean, okay. like How dare you? Yeah. How dare you, Jack? In any case, I, I don't think like one instance of a certain case... I think there's more deeper topics that we may need to go into on just like, just, uh, I would say like there's, there's a little bit more digging that needs to happen for us to get into that topic, but I digress. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we'd prefer you not to cancel, but you know, we're not going to come out and say if if churches do, then they're not churches. Or or yeah. something something to that something to that effect. Uh, you know, again, longer conversation. But I'm more amused about how uh, because this happens. I mean, what what is it? Once every four years? Is that how it works out? I think right or or, think or something so. like that. And I'm just always so fascinated by the conversations. Uh, people, yeah, yeah, we should cancel. No, how dare you cancel? And just it's very interesting. <laughs> anyway, that is not what we're talking about today. Mm. Just find it interesting, yeah. Jack. What we are talking about today, we're continuing our Advent series. Yes, looking at the offices of Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, and how those offices uh, relate uh, to us uh, as Christians and to the local church as a whole. Uh, last week we covered uh, Jesus as prophet. And uh, looked into the Old Testament uh, um, office of prophet and what its role was, what its function was, and how Christ fulfills that role perfectly. And finally, for the believer. This week, we are looking at Christ as priest Mm -hmm. and how Christ fulfills uh, uh, perfectly and finally the role of priest on behalf of of God's people, obviously his elect. So I'm going to throw it over to you first, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, why don't you get us started talking about Christ as priest? So I am going through a couple different texts in my local church. Um, we just went through a text on this in Hebrews, a different part of the text in Hebrews that I wouldn't have necessarily gone for, but it actually worked out pretty well. Um, It was Hebrews chapter 7, verses 18 through 28. That kind of talks more along the lines of, like, why do we need a priest? 
Um, I will say that, and then in my Bible study that I do on Wednesday mornings, we're going through Hebrews as well, too, and we just are going into chapter 5. We're just ending in Hebrews chapter 4, yeah. And the ending part is we're talking about the great high priest. So, um, Scripture, here's what's so amazing about Scripture. It alludes and ties together so much that it blows your mind sometimes. So in Hebrews chapter 4, starting off in verses 8, going into 12 or 13, there's actually a lot of kind of talk about, um, you know, basically Joshua, the Sabbath, and stuff like that. And there's this kind of dance that you have throughout the text there that's very much... um, you know, it, it kind of alludes back to Genesis. And then it's talking about basically, you know, creation and it's alluding back to Genesis. And then it's also alluding back to how God basically kicks Adam and Eve out of the garden, puts that sword sword with the with the angels there in front of the the um gate to Eden, the Garden of Eden. And then um then it talks about the priest. So it's almost kind of like beckoning and beckoning us back to look at the tabernacle and what the Old Testament did and how the Mosaic Law set up kind of this return to Eden, in a sense, where God's people, God is calling his people back into community with him and kind of this return. And this kind of like return is through the tabernacle um, as Israel kind of got set up in that way through God and what he basically gave to the people of Israel after they left out of Egypt. He gave them, obviously, the Ten Commandments, but then he also gave them a lot of different commandments when it comes to setting up the tabernacle, which is basically where God would dwell among the people of Israel and where a representative of Israel would meet with God to perform sacrifice, uh, to perform atonement, to do all these different things, right? So a priest, in a general sense, is just a representative. It's a vocation. You have priests in paganism and everywhere else, but when we talk about the priests, when we talk about the role of priest in Christianity, and especially when it comes to Jesus, uh, as we talked about prophet last week, we talked about a prophet going to the people, a priest is somebody who goes on to God on behalf of the people. Right. right. And uh, this is seen throughout the Old Testament. Like I said, you have um, Aaron's kind of line chosen. The Levites are the priests um, in kind of Israel as well, too. Um, and so Jesus is basically fulfilling this role because he is the only one qualified <laughs> to represent humanity because he's God and also man. So he's truly God and truly man. So he is the one who's qualified to represent humanity as this sinless um, priest to go on behalf of God, to stand in front of God because he is God and he won't get vaporized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. exactly. I, I mean, and we, we see this in the New Testament too. Right? Like, like, look at look at um, uh, Zechariah. Mm-hmm. Right, he was chosen uh, to represent his people to go before God and bring the prayers of the people to God. Yeah. Right, and he stood in this 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 place of of 
um, mediation mm-hmm. between the people and between God, right? And, you know, they had to go through all of these, you know, all these rituals and all this cleansing, all this stuff, right? And it's, it was a great honor, but there's also a great weight, right? Because you had to take it extremely seriously because of uh, the 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 gravity mm-hmm. of what it is that you were what it is that you were doing. Yeah. Right. So when we look at the office of 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 priest in the Old Testament, and then obviously in the beginning of the New Testament, we see this very this 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 very important, vital, and weighty office that was for the good and benefit of the people. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think the way you explained it was perfect. The prophets uh, were 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 bringing God to men, and the priests were responsible for bringing men to God. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously through the sacrificial system and all you know, and and all of all of those things. Um, but we look at the person of Christ, and when we talk about the person of Christ being our priest, mm-hmm. being the final priest, the ultimate priest, right, the fulfillment of that office, the one who embodies it and perfects it, yep. right, we're talking about Jesus as our mediator, mm-hmm. a perfect mediator, right, bringing us to God, bringing us in our in our in our filth in our sin and in our shame cleansing us removing the robes of unrighteousness and placing the robes of himself onto us that are spotless and perfect and beautiful and then he presents us to his father as spotless children yeah and says father now because of the work that i have done on their behalf they are part of the family and god God says yes, right? So that that sacrifice that the priests would would bring uh, to the altar on behalf of the people, right? Christ, uh, I think it was I think it was John Owen or John Edwards, I can't remember, but he how he coined it, I think it's really good. He says Jesus is both both the purchaser and the price. Mm-hmm. And that he is both the one that purchased our righteousness and sacrificed himself in order that it was it in order that it may be obtained. Yeah. Right. And you see this in, in encapsulated perfectly with Christ as our priest, as he brings us to the throne room of grace and presents us spotless because of the work that he had already done on our behalf, him as our priest. It's just, it is such, you know, it is such a, mind-blowing experience every time I look at the Old Testament and I see the foreshadowings, Mm -hmm. right? We saw it with the prophets, and the prophets were imperfect, right? But they were a picture, right? We see it with the nation of Israel. they, They were imperfect, but they were a picture, and we see it with the priests, the ones going before God on behalf of the people, and we see it perfectly in the person of Christ. It it never ceases, Jack, to blow my mind. Uh, just how incredible it is to see uh, just the foreshadowing in the new in the in the Old Testament and the fulfillment in the person of Christ. And dude, there's a lot of, I mean, there's so much application for the local church uh, regarding this specific office of Christ. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean. There's, on top of it too, just to add on to what you said, like primarily in Hebrews 7 in verses 
23 all the way through 28, you kind of see why we need this kind of high priest, but Mm. also in the fact that just as Jesus is like the great prophet, like the greatest prophet. Yeah. Um, and he calls us to be his prophets in a sense. Um, not fortune tellers. Um, I kind of went over this <laughs> in my community group, not fortune tellers. Um, people who are going on behalf, proclaimers, proclaimers yes. of the word of God. Yes. Yeah. That and, and proclaimers of the gospel as well too. And so, uh, you see this in the same way in which Jesus is the great high priest um, and he calls us to be priests as well, too. And so, um, like the what we talk about, the priesthood of all believers, I know that is a, a weird kind of phrase um, when it comes around because when we say priesthood, uh, some people could think that we're Mormons or some people could think that we're something else. Right. Um, right. But yeah, the priesthood. We're definitely not that. Yeah, we're definitely not that. <laughs> um, not going to go deep dive into that right now. But um, the priesthood of all believers is basically meaning that you are somebody who is a representative of maybe your family and of yourself and going on behalf of God and basically communicating with him and talking with him, uh, just as Jesus basically was going on behalf of humanity to offer up himself. Uh, he wasn't offering up just these random sacrifices. He was the sacrifice, you know, like you said, like he was, you know, both the, the, the priest and the one who was being sacrificed, you know, he was the sacrificial lamb as well too. This is the whole crazy kind of illusions uh, to a degree in which Jesus completes all these different things because he can, he's the only one who's really equipped (laughs) to do all these things, to fulfill all these offices because he can, he's God, he's man and he's God. So, yeah, this is a uh, this especially like the priest uh, role as well too. Um, it's definitely something that I think somewhat we get caught up in because of different denominations and how you go about things. Um, but really, on the surface and on the basic levels of understanding what a priest is, just like we said, like Jesus is going before he is going before God because he's equipped to do that. Just like I said, in the end of Hebrews chapter 7, he is equipped to do all these things and to fulfill all of these offices because he is both man and God. He is truly man and truly God. And so, yeah, I would say that um, this is just a really good time to deep dive into what that means and how that applies, especially to Christmas now uh, in our Advent season because this high priest this greater high priest that is coming to us and has been born to us um, is a whole lot better and effective as all those previous high priests. So it just kind of shows you as well, too. It goes back to the the Gospels and why people were so ticked off at Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Just as he said, like, truly, truly, I say to you, he's using that prophetic language, right? And he's doing a better job of explaining things as the prophets were because he's God. Um, but now he's doing even even more effective work as our great high priest because he's God. So, 
Yeah, it is a very, I would say, it's something that spurs, when I look at Jesus as high priest, it's something that kind of um, motivates me to be a better kind of earthly mediator in a sense, a better churchman to a certain degree because Jesus calls yeah. us to be his uh, his priests as well too and the priesthood of all believers, but he kind of sets this tone um, in which is not set before and that he is both God and man and he can understand us <laughs> better because of right. that addition of humanity. So yeah, and it, it it I think the offices of Christ when you view them correctly, it it truly does affect the way that you shepherd. It it mm-hmm. affects the way that you interact with each other. It affects the way that you preach. It affects the way that you counsel. It affects the way that you serve. Yeah. Right. And in that, when we look at Christ as priest, we look at what he what he does. Say say you're a preacher on Sunday morning. It's your job to point your people to that. And to assure them that the sacrifice that Christ has made and his mediation on their behalf lacks no strength whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? That his perfect, uh, his perfect uh, fulfillment of the role of priest on behalf of them will never falter. Yeah, right. And I think we have, uh, I think we have a culture in reformdom, and I, I, I don't think it's intentional in the vast majority of cases, but I know I've experienced it. I know that I have, I've, 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 I've been in it. I know that I've seen it and I do see it as a problem is that we, we, I think get so caught up in, how do I want to say this? I think we, we, we easily forget the essential and basic truths of the gospel. Yeah. Right. And that when we look at let's let's take, for example, the 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 relationship between righteousness and works. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the the mediation of Christ, his sacrifice and what we are called to do as Christians. Right. Yeah. I think we reform folk often get those a little blurred uh, unintentionally, mm-hmm. uh, when uh, the doctrines that we believe in actually uh, play some pretty hard lines, uh, biblical lines between uh, what 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 you are called to do as a Christian versus how your righteousness is obtained. Yeah, right. So when we look at Christ as priest, it reaffirms and reestablishes and solidifies the truth that my righteousness, mm-hmm. when God looks at me. It has nothing to do with my performance. It has nothing to do with my behavior. It has nothing to do with my status, uh, with my my knowledge or my ability to to uh, to live according to Scripture. Because that was the whole point. I can't, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Right? It required Christ as my priest to go before God on my behalf. Yeah. Right. And to present to God Himself as the sacrifice. Right. But we often conflate these two things of is, well, yes, Christ, Christ does, uh, you know, proclaim me righteous and and purchases my righteousness. But after that righteousness is obtained, that's when works kick in. Mm -hmm. Right. And we may not actually say that verbally, but in practice, we show that's how we believe. And we begin to look at our works as the means that sustains us, the means that that is the evidence, uh, um, the 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 sole evidence of of our of our salvation it's like no 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 you are forgetting yeah it's the person of christ yeah 
It's the fact that he is your priest, Mm -hmm. that he is standing at this moment in between you and God, presenting you as holy, right? So it, this office, I think, has great ramifications in how we live, how we worship, and how we preach, how we counsel. Because if we get that, just that simple relationship wrong as to what is it that sustains me, what is my hope? What is my strength? Right? We all agree Christ is the one that purchases righteousness and salvation. We, we've we got that. But we can tend, at least practically, to get a little wonky when it comes to the sustainment of our salvation, mm-hmm. right? Or what is what is it that that causes eyes that that causes God's eyes to continue to look on me with pleasure instead of anger mm-hmm. or disappointment? Yeah, and it's so easy for us to throw our works, our righteousness, whatever it may be, into that equation and begin to place ourselves in the office of priest. Yeah, and that I am now responsible for bringing my little sacrifices. Christ Christ gave the big sacrifice, mm-hmm. but now I'm responsible for my little sacrifices in order uh, to, to keep God happy, basically, right? Yeah. And it's such a horrible, horrible doctrine that I think a lot of us fall into mm-hmm. uh, without even knowing it practically. So this office, this Advent series that we're going through, I think has such great truths for the local church and for the individual church member to remember and that that truth that Christ is your righteousness and he is your sustained righteousness that should bring such joy in worship mm-hmm. that should bring such satisfaction in service that should bring such conviction in in preaching right it's going to affect how we live it's going to affect how we think and i think that's the point right so that's I I love this series that we're doing, and I think there's something particularly... I mean, they're all fantastic. They're all great, and they're all equally important. But for me personally, there's something very special about the office of priest that Christ fulfills on my behalf. Yeah. That, that is... It, it hits me hits me on a very deep level. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that King, when we go into King next week... And when we're in tin can, I, I'm dude. I'm gonna nerd out so bad <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I because I was a political science major and I got so burnt out from the policies and and procedures and the politicians of this world that when I look at Jesus as King um, during our Advent series, I'm gonna nerd out a little bit. And I'm going to give you some biblical theology nerding out moments Jack's as well, Jack's going to go too. full bib- <laughs> biblical libertarian. Down, down with the government, up with Christ. Okay. No government, but no king, but Christ. Oh, man. I don't, I'm not going to go covenanter on people. Dude, um, I'm going to be I'm going to be in tin can just, yes, yes. Good. Let, the, good, let it good. flow through you. <laughs> Josh is going to Let be, the libertarianism <laughs> through, through you. Josh is going to be like the emperor over here here just trying to yes. stoke flames over yes. here kill him um, kill him now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like those things like those those things stoke us because they fulfill like christ fulfills those desires and those yes. wants and those passions that you have yeah. and then on top of it too like we before we went in the advent series we just finished up the first half of the epistle to the galatians and the second half is even more weighty yeah because Paul is, I just wrote this devotional on it. Paul is dealing with 
so many, like so much Jewish backstory and narrative from the Old Testament that he has to bring into and apply to the Gentiles as they have basically trusted in uh, faith in Christ uh, by grace through faith. But there's still that same thing that is that that the Gentiles are dealing with that the same way that the Jewish people dealt with and the people of Israel dealt with back in the Old Testament. And that's the slavery that you see and the bondage that you see to sin and not only sin, but Mm. you're trying to take the law and apply it in ways that the law was not meant to apply to, you know? And the king and all the king's horses and all the king's (laughs) men to... To quote one of my favorite Petra songs, he comes in and he breaks those bonds, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. We're we going to definitely nerd out next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're going to nerd sure. out. But yeah, there's 100%. just, there's, yeah, that that whole law and gospel uh, distinction that you see that are blurred and how Jesus as our priest basically points us back to the fact that, no, like, it is not our righteousness. Like, we are not justified through our works. Like we are justified through the works and the mediation of Christ who fulfills these offices. Um, And we can point and look to that as our hope and what's coming as he comes back to us in our, in his second advent. So yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, yeah. Enough said Jack. (laughs) It's been a it's been a pleasure talking uh, the offices of Christ with you. Mm-hmm. We got one more next week, yep. and we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be hanging out. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna be hanging out in Tin Can. It's gonna be great. I'm just hoping that the acoustics in that place are solid, and it doesn't sound like a tin can. When hey, we're it might sound like a tin can, but you know what? Our listeners, <laughs> I, I I don't think they'll care. Listeners, cut us some slack. It's gonna be warm in there. Jack and I are gonna be in our happy place, and I've been wanting to check out the Sean's Sean's yeah. business up there for a while. So we might. It's, it's I might fun. be doing like a live validation, live cigar validation in while we're recording, which is crazy. Maybe. Dude, maybe some Instagram live. Maybe so, sir. Maybe yes. maybe some Instagram Instagram uh, live uh, cigar reviews while we're yes. up there. Maybe. Huh? Yep. All right, it's coming. I like it. Jack, why don't you get us out of here, my friend? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate these conversations, these pontifications, these uh, kind of glorying of Christ and how He fulfills all these roles, and you want to continue the conversation or even look at different ways that we are kind of meddling within the sociables if you say you too can follow us on these sociable sites the metaverse the facebook the zuck site it'll be shut down the next 24 hours the instagram goes well with chocolate and marshmallow for all your pictorial kind of more social posts Pictorial, not pictorial. pictorial. Yeah, pictorial. Don't, don't, guys, guys, <laughs> keep your shirts on. I don't need. Hey, I don't need that in my feed. No, okay. We don't, don't need that. Don't be DMing me those. I don't need them. And then also, as usual, the Musk, the Muskerville, if you will, or That's right. Twitter, Tweaker, the Little Blue Bird site. Yeah. Um, you can find us all on those sociable sites at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how how these people how these lovely people might support us even further. 
in just small little endeavors. It's true. It's true, dude. I got I got I got in trouble on Twitter the other day. Okay, oh surprise, surprise. Yeah, it's because I said, <laughs> okay, you know that Andrew Peterson song where he basically just okay. I don't understand, and everyone came at me. I stand by what I said. Who looks at the genealogy of Christ and Matthew and thinks to themselves, this would make a great song? Like like who who does that? Apparently, Andrew Peterson did, and everyone's just like, you know, that's actually my favorite song on the track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's 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 12 minutes long and it's as boring as you think it would be i'm sorry okay obviously i have a bad christmas take so my my bad my bad anyway it's just i don't understand okay anyway so you can head on over to patreon we have a patreon you can help us out you can become a patron uh for different levels and uh all the benefits that come with it and if you do our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed hallowed sir hallowed Hallowed to the halls of this podcast. You can head on to reformatorypod.com. We've got all that info there as well. Last but definitely not least, if you are on Apple, if you are on Spotify, you can give us a five-star rating. It helps get the podcast out to more people. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us out. It really does. It helps us more than you think. So you can leave us a little review, a little five-star action. We would definitely greatly appreciate it. And we would thank you. And we would hallowed your name as well. Mm-hmm. Jack, it's been a pleasure. As always, sir. I'll see you in Tin Can in a few days. It'll be fun. Yes, sir. <laughs> Up in the Great White Our, North. <laughs> the Great White North. Yes, that's Canada, right. Canada Junior. Canada Light. Yes, which is Canada Light. Northern Washington. Yes. Canada's little brother. Yeah, me eye to a grasshopper in Canada. <laughs> we thank you all for listening. We're going to catch you on the next episode of The Reformatory.